Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back here with you on a Tuesday morning here on KMBZ. I want to talk about some breaking news out of Ohio uh, that is just starting to show up in multiple places here. Uh, There are now three people confirmed dead and over a dozen injured after a semi-truck rear-ended a school bus that was carrying students from a high school. This is on I-70 um, in Etna, Ohio, is is the city where this um, I-70 is closed, but it's near Akron. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, to have that many people injured and have deaths involved in something like this, uh, it, there's, no, there's no weather in the area, is there? That I haven't is looked a good at the map. question. But I I don't seem to recall there being anything in the middle of the country that has, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the cause of the crash, I I don't remember hearing anything about the middle of the country being affected by much of anything right now. So we'll get a a check on that, but just uh, an an awful situation. And didn't we have a wreck on I-70 that closed part of it just over the last couple of days near here? I honestly don't remember. I, I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it possible. seems to me there was a, yeah. a pretty pretty nasty one or a car fire or something like that here in the area. But um, yeah, that's that's a. I mean, near so Akron is not that far from Cleveland. Um, and yeah, this is I-70. students from Tuscaweras Valley, hundred miles west of Columbus, is where they okay. say the school district is. A hundred miles west. Okay, that's that. Uh, that'd be closer to the Cincinnati area, Cincinnati Dayton. Well, look but, at, um, um, yeah, I mean, I-70, out in that area, That doesn't make no... sense. What's that? I'm looking at a map. Licking County is east of Columbus, where, where I-70, yeah. although it's possible the school district was in one place because they were headed to a band event. So it's okay. possible where they were headed was the other direction. So um, yeah. they were on their way to the Ohio School Boards Association Conference in Columbus. Okay, so uh, so Etna was where it was close. Etna is actually east of Columbus, not right. by much. Uh, yeah, so they, uh, whatever the geography, it's it's I seventy kind of out in the hinterlands. It's not in town, so it's it's not going to be real big. It, it probably looks a lot like I seventy through the middle of Missouri. Fifty seven people were on board. Um, Fifteen people were taken to local hospitals for treatment. They have been headed. Again, to this Ohio School Boards Association conference. I thought I saw band somewhere, but maybe that's not right. Um, it was a charter bus that was carrying them. Um, and that's all we know so far, except that I-70 is closed there. I will be honest, based on a conversation we had recently, my fir- one of the first thoughts I had was, 
did the school bus have seatbelts? And we obviously don't know that yet. Yeah. Uh, And in addition to the deaths, the the very last line in the story is that the uh, authorities in the area are intimating that that there may be multiple serious injuries. They didn't say they, they didn't give us any idea how many, but serious injuries when you've got that many people who are on a bus. Uh, it sounds like it was a pretty nasty wreck. So don't know if the bus was stopped for some reason and the you know it was hit for, it was hit from behind, but we don't know how, who was going how fast. Sunny and fifty five degrees in Akron today. That's what I thought. So, yeah. Um, so we'll suddenly that news is all over the place. So we'll keep you updated and see. It's just um, anybody with kids would be alarmed by something like that. You send your kids off on some kind of class trip with chaperones, and then there's a bad wreck like that. So. Uh, no we will keep an eye on it and see what else we learned. We have updates uh, with arrests in both of the mall shootings from the weekend. Uh, we can talk about it, the Independence uh, Center Mall first. This came out last night, but 21-year-old Mark Anthony Greer now faces three counts of unlawful use of a weapon and three counts of armed criminal action. Officially, what we know in terms of injuries, and I have not seen an update on this officially, is that the pregnant woman who was the most critically injured is still in critical condition. According to, uh, let's see, according to the uh, the latest reporting on this from Channel 41, they describe her as on life support. Yeah, which, that's what we saw yesterday. Yeah, that and that would, right, that would jive very well with what we saw on the GoFundMe page where it was, and I, I say this with all the sympathy in the world, uh, it, it was sort of alluded to on that uh, on the GoFundMe that I believe the verbiage they used was that her life was cut short. We still don't know what the condition is of the baby boy that she was carrying, but that GoFundMe is in effect. So uh, those charges may change as a result of what happens to her. I believe I read somewhere that she was shopping for baby clothes. That's why she was at wow. the mall. So. Oh. And I, I have, was she 29 or 19? Is she 29 or 19? 19. 19. Okay. I thought that I was right. Um, so we're watching for updates on that. And then uh, as far as the altercation at Oak Park Mall, where a guy was able to get a hold of, well, not get a hold of, in a tangle with a detective was able to shoot his gun. Uh, he's been arrested. Neri Gonzalez um, Munoz charged with all kinds of things. Two counts of aggravated assault of a law enforcement officer, one count of interference with law enforcement, one count of aggravated endangering of a child. That's four felonies, five misdemeanors. Pick a thing. Endangerment, carrying concealed weapon, whole list there. Yeah, does it seem like, by the way, that uh, dis- uh, unlawful discharge of a firearm should be a little more than a misdemeanor? Because that's on that list of misdemeanors. And it just seems to me that maybe, especially if you're doing that in a mall, that should be slightly more serious than it is. The details that we have now on the story... And, you know, in in the case of independence, it was a 21 year old. In this case, it was a 19 year old. Um, And and his buddy that was with him when they were both suspected of shoplifting and confronted by these three detectives ran, just took off out of the mall while the 19 year old stayed to fight with the cops. Not a good decision on his part, because that's when you end up charged with things like assault on an officer somehow got a hold of the, the detective's gun fired a single shot from that gun that didn't hit anybody, but there were enough people in the area, including kids, that they included that in the charges. 
the 19-year-old was, I love this, they said, oh, Channel 41 said, he was allegedly arrested near the Oak Park Mall's food court. No, no, no. He was arrested. <laughs> he is allegedly, right. you know, committed all of those crimes, but he was, in fact, arrested there. The other guy they arrested across the street. Bond was set at $1 million. We're not oh, screwing yeah. around here. <laughs> this is, we're taking, the, we don't want this guy to bond out, for sure. No doubt. So... I have no idea what's going to happen there. I mean, obviously, there will be some kind of a trial or some kind of court action upcoming. But they're also asking for anybody with photos or video of the incident to call the the Overland Park Police or to call the uh, yeah, they call the Overland Park Police at 344-8750. Then, as we mentioned before we went to break there, uh, there is a search underway in the Gulf of Mexico because family members of a 28-year-old man who was on this Carnival cruise ship reported him missing, and the Coast Guard has launched two aircraft to go to look for him. Uh, This was apparently Sunday that they reported him missing. The searches went on yesterday. Uh, But dangerous weather conditions, including gale force winds and rough seas, forced them to call off their search. Yeah, I was initially wondering, and we've talked some about this before, because after he was reported missing, the cruise ship just kept going. And I thought, why wouldn't the cruise ship at least stay in the area for a little while, maybe to assist mm-hmm. with the with the search? But the weather explains that. If they had to get out of the Gulf because they've got gale force winds and all of that, they're going to keep going. And they, they've got stops scheduled in Grand Cayman and Cozumel. But he was reported missing. At this point, he's still officially missing. They don't know that he went overboard, but where else would you go if you're on a cruise ship? So they the search is ongoing in the area. But they uh, they reported this. The family reported this to the the people who stand watch because there's always a standing watch to make sure that nobody either jumps or falls overboard because you know they sell alcohol on those cruises so Mm -hmm. you know sometimes things happen um but yeah the the watch reported no activity they didn't see anybody go overboard but that's the assumption ships also do a really good job of at the very least keeping track of people who board who embark and disembark, they do a really good job. You have to scan your pass. You have to do all that kind of stuff. Yep. So they know if, like, when they stop in port, if they've left anybody. They they haven't. They always have an accurate count of that. So they would know if he at least was on the ship or not, like if they didn't yeah. leave him somewhere. And, right. And this one, I, I don't think it would have stopped anywhere because they left out of New Orleans and were headed to uh, – their first stop was uh, Cozumel. Uh, or Grand Cayman, rather. So they were going to stop in Grand Cayman. If they're looking for him in the Gulf, they wouldn't have stopped anywhere yet. Um, the ship is proceeding to Jamaica, expected to arrive there Wednesday, make stops in Grand Cayman and Cozumel, uh, left New Orleans on Sunday. Yeah. They said they're looking for 200 miles of the ship's voyage path. Wow. Due to the uncertainty of when he may have gone overboard. And why? If if he did. Yeah. I mean, was it somebody who jumped or was it somebody who just fell overboard? And again, I feel like this is the 15th time we've done this story lately of cruise passengers having to be looked for by air. So we'll see if they end up finding him. All right, uh, we will take a break here. Coming up next, we go to the story out of Florida. Uh, We have a woman whose bank has declared her dead. She's not, she's very much alive, causing all kinds of troubles. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. All right, how can this happen? A story comes to us out of Florida where a woman is declared dead by her bank not just once, but twice. 
in a month, <laughs> twice in a, in the period of one month. So, um, yeah, this is not great, uh, and it certainly doesn't make Bank of America look great either. They're the bank in question that initially had this woman declared dead, and it gets so much worse because she has a 13-year-old son. Now, my assumption here is that the 13-year-old son's father died because she's receiving Social Security benefits that are for the 13-year-old son. This is what complicates matters. So she all of a sudden noticed that a bunch of money was out of her account and called Bank of America and said, what's going on? And they said, oh, well, see, you're dead. And she said, uh, no, no, actually, I'm not. And they said, well, somebody called Bank of America and told us that you were dead. It was reported to us that you were dead. So uh, we shut off your Social Security benefits and had to take the money that you had just received out of your account and send it back to Social Security. And she said, boy, I wish you hadn't done that because, see, I'm not dead and all. Uh, so they initially fixed everything. After she asked, and this is the greatest line in this story, she asked them, was any documentation provided to you that I was dead? And they said, oh, no. We just believed them. <laughs> we, we just took their word for it. I, I don't think that's the way you ought to do things. So... They returned her Social Security. They have since put back the money that they they've refunded the money that they took out and sent back to Social Security. But the worst problem is that the next month they did it again. Somehow their computer said, wait a minute. No, no, no. This woman's dead and declared her dead again, which means that now her Social Security benefits have been suspended. And there's even more to that story, too. She was told that another adult would have to start receiving her son's benefits because she is, quote, unstable. Based on what? Yeah, no kidding. Based on getting upset that she was declared dead not once but twice in the period of one month by Bank of America. I'm sure I would be a little unstable after something like that happened too, especially considering that she probably depends on that money to take care of her 13-year-old son. I don't understand... Even if she actually was dead and the bank had, you know, a death certificate and all, yeah. which is usually what you have to show. Anytime you're doing anything with banking and you're changing the ownership of an account, which is what would happen if somebody dies, you have to prove that. In fact, you should have to prove it in multiple ways so that they don't, so it's not a scam. Yes. Why would the bank take back the money it had given? Because if that woman really is dead, it goes to her estate. It doesn't, it goes to whoever inherits the account. But a social security payment wouldn't. If if her oh, death she's predated, gone. right, yep. if her death predated the last social security payment, they would have yep. to refund that. Now, why Bank of America decided to do all of this with no documentation, you're right. I mean, when mom died a couple of years ago, I can't count how many <laughs> copies and certified copies uh -huh. of death certificates I had to get to get everything straight. It was incredible because everybody, and some places would take copies, some wouldn't. Some had to be Someone notarized. And, right, mm -hmm. they, they had to have the uh, the certified, uh, you know, with a little stamp on it from, from the state of New York, or they wouldn't take anything else. And how an organization like Bank of America has somebody call and go, hey, you know that one lady? Yeah, she died. Oh, okay, thanks. Twice. Yeah. Not just once, but twice. And they, um, they didn't even say... I hope that they told her, but they didn't even say in the article 
who made the call that said that she was dead in the first place? Is somebody messing with this woman? Maybe. Um, okay, so we don't have um, an explanation from Bank of America because, as you would imagine, they're not saying anything about this. Uh-huh. What we do know is that the consumer investigator for WFLA reached out to the bank and Social Security Administration both reached out to her, promised an escalated investigation. She says the bank said they would refund the money they took out of her account pending the investigation. So if we have proof that she really is alive and stable, <laughs> we'll give her the money. John, I went through the same thing as you. This is why I laugh. When, yeah. when my dad died and I was in charge of that estate, same thing. I think I got 15 copies with the emblem with the stamp on it because yep. some people needed the original and you got copies just in case they didn't. I think there were a couple of banks that needed two copies of it because they had to. I mean, it's it's not easy to do that, that change of ownership. And it shouldn't be. Right, right. Because something like this could happen. The easier you make it to, to do that, the easier it would be to mess with somebody by doing exactly this. Um, so whether they told her who made the call and, and said she was dead, but in the same way, you know, we uh, we talked a little while ago about having to prove that your kids are actually your kids. Yeah, because the guy got hung up at the airport. OK, if you're declared dead, how do you prove you're not? I mean, how do you prove that you're the person they think is dead? It's easy to prove you're alive, but how do you prove you're the person they think th- that is on this account who's dead? I don't, I'm taking issue with the word declared. It's not your word, it's in the story. Yeah, Nobody yeah. declared her dead. That's the thing. Somebody called the bank and said she was dead. This is not answering your question. I feel like the proof is to prove that she's dead, not that she's alive. It as far be. as I knew, she right. was alive. They don't have the proof that she's actually dead. But I would say, it, give me a death certificate. Right. And the, and the funny thing about that, well, not funny, but the odd thing about this is that, uh, I'm sure to her it's not funny at all, is that Social Security took Bank of America's word for it and suspended her payments. Now, you can see why, because... If if I'm Social Security and Bank of America calls me and says, this person is dead, this is why we're refunding the Social Security payment. So I would assume Bank of America knew what they were talking about, that they had gotten a death certificate and had been provided documentation, not that they just t- took some dummy's word for it on the phone. Okay, so that's a question I feel like I should know the answer to. We've done the story before about the guy who... Um, kept collecting his mom's social security benefits for like 30 years because she died a lot of those yeah in japan or china or something like that who's in charge of notifying the social security administration that you have died yeah with us it was uh it was our lawyer not even our lawyer it was mom's lawyer who was in charge of all of that stuff so i'm not even sure how that happened i just know that it did with the irs social security right who does it i mean if well, I have so many questions about that now. Um, because do you have to go through a funeral home if 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 no. somebody passes? Okay, so if there's but somebody has to pronounce death, somebody you have to get a death certificate. I mean, unless yes. you're so that would be a coroner's office. So where do so then does that death certificate goes to do county all- court? Go to probate court? Right. Would they automatically 
send that out to Social Security, you know, to notify them and to the IRS and to all of the other government organizations? I don't know, because like I said, that was all taken care of through our lawyers. So I'm not entirely sure. Me either. But I feel like that's not the bank's responsibility because Social Security has more to do with just giving you. I mean, that's that's your Social Security number. They have more to do with you than you just getting benefits. I feel like that's not on the bank to to. That should be, there should be a more official process than that. Right. And Social Security, yeah, Social Security should say, where's the, the documentation? Yeah, and that's another interesting thing. So what's the bank's interest in refunding that money? I mean, Social Security didn't ask for it. Now, eventually, it would have been up to the estate to refund the money if there had been Social Security payments made after this woman died, which, by the way, she didn't. But, um, yeah, yeah. So Bank of America just took it upon themselves to say, okay, she gets Social Security money direct deposited into this account every month. We're going to jump right on this and just send the money back. What? So many questions here. 913-586-7798. If you have experience in banking, that might help us out also. <laughs> or dying. <laughs> or dying or the law or probate court or if you've worked for the IRS or Social Security, we would appreciate all that. We'll take a break here. We'll get to your comments on this next on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. In Florida, somebody called Bank of America and said, hey, you know what? This woman died. Michelle McKinney, she's no longer with us. Bank of America said, okay, so we'll take out the social security payment that we put into our account because she wasn't alive to deserve it. Problem is she's still with us. And she can't prove to anybody that she still is. She's got to go through all of this rigmarole to try to show that she is actually still alive, still should be the recipient of the social security payments. But for some reason, when social security found out she was still alive, they said, yeah, we're going to have to have some other adult get this money now because you're unstable. Didn't get a lot of uh, clarification on exactly what that means, but we do have somebody online who may have some experience with all of this. Phil's in Kansas City and has some insight. Hey, Phil. Hey, good afternoon. Good morning. Hey there. So on, uh, with death certificates, um, there's an electronic system in Missouri, and most states have, have evolved into having an electronic death record. 
And those systems will, you put in the person's name and social security number, and it bumps it against the Social Social Security Administration number, and it'll give a, a warning that, hey, the names don't match, or it says it, it checks out. Now, sometimes it won't match because it may have, uh, you may enter Phil instead of Philip um, into, into the system. So sometimes that will, will flag something. Um, and then there's a form that is filled out by the funeral home in most cases uh, that's called a 721. And that form goes directly to the Social Security Administration um, and they then check it off in, your, in their system. So highly unlikely that somebody, you know, sent that lady's name and, and Social Security number to Social Security if she's not, in fact, dead. I yeah I mean I I'm wondering about the bank's role in this I mean as you said it's it's the funeral home who has the responsibility ultimately I guess it's it's the deceased's family who has the responsibility to make all the notifications that's what that we've both gone through but as a convenience right. if you use a funeral home a lot of times they'll go ahead and do that for you just to you know especially with things like government agencies what's Bank of America's right. role how does how did Bank of America end up in the middle of this and have any communication with the Social Security Administration at all the the only experience I've had with anything similar to that was a family was calling to check on a credit card limit um, as they were making arrangements for in this case their father the mother was there um, at at the arrangements and they were calling the credit card company just to check the and they said well our dad passed away well the card was actually in his name only she was an authorized user but his uh. name only well they shut the card off before they even hung up the phone because he no longer can pay the bill and she's not responsible for that. So something like that could happen, but it, for them to close down a bank account and you know, for Bank of America to do that, that just seems highly unlikely. There's something, somebody keystroked something wrong or, or something, very strange. Got it. Yeah. And if we get any more information on it, we'll, we'll pass it along. But what you're saying sounds right and logical, and this story just doesn't. We appreciate the call, Phil. And big companies aren't always logical. True that. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's keep going here. Steve's on the line in KC. Hey, Steve. Hey, Hey. how are you? Doing uh, well. I actually, I actually work for Social Security, and I actually worked, I used to work in a department that dealt with this issue. So I can tell you a lot of crazy stories, but 90, probably 95, 98% of the time, these issues are the bank's fault because there's many reasons why this could have happened. Because one, the, like you said, the, chi- the dad passed away and the child was receiving benefits under the father's record. So it's under the father's social security number. So if we find out that the father's and then we notify, like if the dad was probably receiving social security also, he was probably like disabled. Okay. So the bank, the bank sometimes will like, cause the money, cause the kid comes in under the dad's social. So the bank sometimes when the money comes in and it's under, and if the, and the other problem is sometimes if the kid has the same name as the dad, like if he's a junior, um, it'll, the bank will sometimes look at it and say, Oh, this person is deceased and what they do is they put a flag on the account and the thing that bank of america is not doing that they need to do is remove when they know they made the mistake 
they need to remove this flag. It's like putting up a wall. So if Social Security tries to send a check, it hits the wall and comes right back and it says this person's deceased. So somehow in Sorry. So somehow instead of the the father being noted as deceased on the account, it made the mother deceased, too. Yeah, because she's the payee. So it probably oh. it, it probably just they, they probably just flagged that whole account and, you know, anything under that. So because we run into this all the time, because what happens is sometimes widows like if uh, if there's a wife and she's getting like a wife benefit and the husband passes away. That's what we got most of the time is the why they would send the wife's money back saying that she was deceased also. And we're like, no. And, and we some of the banks, we, we try to call. We try to help people out as much as we can. We try to call the bank and see if we can get it straightened out. And a lot of the a lot of banks will bank. I will tell you, Bank of America is horrible. They would never talk to us. And what we always had to do is we had to fax them this letter that says, this person is not – it's an official letter from Social Security that says this person is not deceased. That's something that this lady probably really needs to do too. And okay. then we send a letter to the bank saying that they're not deceased and please remove this flag so the money can get into the account. And so somehow this flag is not being removed from Bank of America. So the money just keeps being ping-ponged back and forth between Social Security. But, yes, I, I've seen – and, and the other bad practice that some banks do, a lot of times I saw this in small towns, there's people at the bank who will look at obituaries and see – because I used to talk to them all the time. I go, what do you do if you have a Joe Smith who died? <laughs> You're right. And they'll, they'll just, and, and they just – and they'll just flag. They'll look and they'll say, oh, Joe Smith here in our bank. He died. And Joe Smith calls us and goes, I didn't die. And the bank was like, well, we saw the obituary. I'm like, that uh-huh. is really bad practice. That wow, they will no kidding. look at obituaries. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's also good crazy. also good to know as far as your fax example goes that uh, the one of the largest banks in the world has updated their technology to 1992. Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah, it's it's horrible. <laughs> it, wow. It was yeah, it's it's insane how how banks you know will just flag somebody you know and they're just see and then. Yeah, it's and and especially the elderly people who need who count on this money, you know, to pay their bills. Right. And yep. yeah, and we yeah, I've 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 gotten into a lot of it, the, the problems with the banks. And so I, I tell some people if the bank gives me too hard of a time, once we get it straightened out, I tell them go close your account and open another one at a different bank. <laughs> go to another bank. Yeah. I have been, and thank you. Thanks very much for the call. That mm-hmm. that means a lot, and that straightened out a lot of this, at least in my head, and I'm sure it did mm-hmm. for the listeners as well, because most of them are smarter than me. So uh, <laughs> we we really appreciate you getting in. Yeah, that's uh, that's a toughie. Um, yeah, because once that chain starts and they make that refund, if Social Security has to go through all of that rigmarole to try to even get to somebody at Bank of America to get confirmation on any of this, they have no choice but to suspend it all in the meantime. I, I've, This is why I have been the world's biggest proponent of small banks forever. Bank in your hometown. Bank with a small bank if you possibly can so that you don't end up in the middle of something like this. Let me come back to your original question. How do you prove that you're alive? How do you prove, if, if you have to prove that this person that called is wrong, how do you prove that you're alive? It's funny, Nate Bargatze yeah. does a huge bit about this because he, he does this whole thing about how he goes by Nate, but on some places he's called Nathaniel and some places he's called Nathan. 
and with the airline or something, he's been he's had to prove that he really is whoever it says he is. In all seriousness, how do you prove other than the fact that you're standing here? How do you prove that you're alive? Oh, yeah. I I mean, I'm a Jonathan who goes by John and and the John that I go by, the one that I use in in my everyday life is J.O.N. But I can't tell you how many times I've received mail like official looking mail from official places that is J.O.H.N. No, that's not me. <laughs> but yet, some uh, somehow, somewhere in somebody's computer, it was put in that way. All right. Thanks, to, thanks everybody, for getting in here. Uh, coming up, we have so many stories to get to. I want to talk about this one that we just saw. You cannot make this stuff up sometimes. The reason a plane <laughs> had to make an emergency landing, there was a problem in the cargo hold. We'll get to that in a lot more coming up next year on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. Okay, we are taking a listen. Colin right now is taking a listen to the air traffic control audio that I hope we can play. In this situation where you have a flight that took off from JFK Airport in New York, headed to Belgium, they hit 31,000 feet. They're over Boston. They have to radio air traffic control because they have a problem and need to turn back. Now, I, I've never heard of this airline before. The I airline either. I'm glad I'm not the only one. The airline in question here is Air Atlanta Icelandic. That's the name of the airline is Air Atlanta Icelandic. And yeah, like you said, it was flying from JFK to Belgium. And inside the cargo hold, I, I, you know, I would guess that this probably happens from time to time. If you if you fly a lot of animals, like a lot of pets, that a dog's going to get out of its crate or a cat's going to get out of its crate, maybe even a snake. And then you have to call Samuel L. Jackson. But this is the first time I've ever heard of a horse getting loose on an airplane. This might help you out when I tell you what this airline does. Um, Uh I'd never heard of it either. It is a charter and ACMI airline based in Iceland. ACMI means aircraft cruise maintenance and something else. It specializes in leasing aircraft on an ACMI and wet lease basis to airlines worldwide needing extra passenger and cargo capacity. Wet lease? This is what you use. I don't... I don't know if that does that mean like live animals or something. Does that mean something live? Probably. I, I, I who knows. I don't know what a wet lease is, but yeah, if that's the kind of thing that they do, if this was some kind of competition horse, like a dressage horse or a race horse or something like that, or even somebody's pet. I mean, you, you can't just call, you know, Bob's airline and and have them put a horse on a plane. I'm guessing that you need all kinds of special documentation and things for that. I was totally wrong, by the way. I couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, Wet lease aircraft refers to a contractual agreement in aviation where one airline leases an aircraft along with crew maintenance and insurance from another airline. Why do they call it that then? I don't know. That's a dumb name. Come on, airlines do better. (laughs) Name your stuff things that make sense. There's all kinds of stuff in here about wet lease versus dry lease, and I'm not reading all that. That's You'll lose me for a while. Um, okay, so they have the horse loose in the cargo hold, and they couldn't get it secured. So we'll play this for you here in a second. So they ask for a veterinarian to be present after landing. Um, <laughs> they were forced to dump about 20 tons of fuel also as they came back. Here's the audio. Atlanta 4592, got Yes, sir. Uh, we are a cargo plane. Uh, we have live animal horse on board the airplane, and the horse managed to escape his stall. 
uh, we don't have a, a problem as of flying-wise, but we need to return, return back to New York. We cannot get the horse back secure. I, it almost sounds fake. It almost uh, yeah. sounds staged. <laughs> yes, it does. I, I, you wonder what was going through the mind of the air traffic controller. I think that silence at the end of that is the air traffic controller going, did he say a horse? So, yeah, they had to get that figured out. And, yeah, they had to dump all the fuel because they were prepared for a transatlantic flight. And you can't <laughs> land heavy. You can't land right. with with uh, you know full load of fuel, so unfortunately, twenty tons of fuel was dumped near Martha's Vineyard, which I'm sure the rich folks out on Martha's Vineyard are really happy about. Oh my gosh, I have so many questions about this that are never going to be answered in this story. Like, what does the cargo hold for a horse look like, and who was responsible <laughs> for securing that thing and didn't? Yeah, and, and where did the horse get into, and how and did they know? Right. Well, and what were they worried the horse was going to do? I mean, yeah. I, I guess the the reason why they landed the plane is they were worried the horse was going to injure itself. They yeah, didn't want fall that over to happen. And, yeah. Right. But still, I mean, you've got to dump all your fuel, turn around, and then land again. So, uh, I mean, at some point, do you just keep going? You know, keep throwing it horse biscuits or whatever and say, hey, be quiet back there. Pardon me for not knowing the answers here. If some of you do, tell me. Do you sedate? A horse that's in cargo hold for that flight? That's a long flight. Ooh. Do you sedate um, the horse? Do you sedate well, other animals that are put in cargo hold? And if it's a racehorse, can you? Because if you Good sedate question. a race... Right. Because, I mean, if it shows any kind of sedative or anything like that in its blood, you could disqualify a racehorse. So they might not be able to. And how did that... I assume they have cameras in the cargo hold of the plane in case there's a problem. Yeah. Like, did they hear something? How did yeah. they know that <laughs> it that was the like, horse that was loose? Is that galloping? I hear galloping. <laughs> I don't know what's going on back there, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was just the clip-clopping of the horse that alerted them. And they said it was in the cargo hold. I mean, from what you said about you know, the whole wet leasing thing and all of that, I, I were there passengers on this plane too? Or was it just cargo and, so. and a horse? Um, why do I assume that? Uh, it, because if they specialize in cargo. Of, yeah, that, I, I don't know. May, I assume so, but maybe that's, maybe I'm totally wrong. <laughs> they, they've got, I love this. They always end these stories with other incidents that have happened recently uh -huh. on planes. Uh, what have we got? In early October, an otter and a rat smuggled in a passenger's hand luggage sparked a panic after they ran free on a flight from Bangkok with a rat savagely biting one of the crew members on hand. And uh, yeah, a giant albino rat with glistening eyes was noticed when they walked to the bathroom on an Airbus flying to Taiwan. So you all know things because you're calling, so we'll get your calls in a sec. Uh, somebody wait. said you would notice the weight shift because 1,200 oh, pounds, yeah. it's going to make a difference in the weight. Okay, that makes sense. That's true. Um, somebody said they have a cargo master who's responsible for the animals. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, that would make sense, too. you got to have somebody on there who, who would know about their well-being. But you're right. I mean, it, they said the horse escaped its stall on the on the audio so yeah what kind of stall do you have and how how small does it have to be to, for you to make sure again that the horse isn't going to freak out with the fact that it's on an airplane i mean horses don't know what airplanes are so you don't want it injuring itself because it's scared
And you would think you'd have to, I mean, what do I know about anything? But you would think you would have to secure the the animal to the floor or to a wall or something, even if it's today. So it's not just rolling around. I mean, an airplane is still going to go at a pretty steep angle there for a bit. You don't want it sliding around. So you would think it's strapped in somehow. Wow. I, right? <laughs> I, I'm glad it's not, not not my job to have to figure out how to secure a horse on board an airplane. <laughs> Somebody failed at their job, I think. <laughs> or this horse was just very happy in, in terms of getting out um, and getting out of this thing. Um, uh, did it do? Real f- oh, let's talk about this deer story. Well, we have a quick second here. Yeah, we have enough time. Um, there was a story. Uh, this was out of New Jersey. A guy was about to sell his truck. 9400 bucks for his Chevy Silverado. Uh, he ended up not being able to sell it because just as he was getting ready to sell it, a deer ran across in front of him and smashed this thing. The video is insane. This one, yeah, the video's been circulating for a little bit on this one. And what you see, it looks like a really nice area, by the way. It's really pretty. There's a lot of trees and falling leaves and that sort of thing. And you see the guy standing there at the end of his driveway. Also, there is his dog. And then out of nowhere, from the right of the frame, you see this deer as it leaps, and it must leap 25 feet over another car into the back of the pickup truck, and the dog is freaking out chasing the deer. Oh, it's, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, the guy, if, if I read right, he sold the truck. He knocked $1,000 off for the damage that the deer did. Hopefully, yes. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, coming up in the next hour, the new middle class must have, at least in the UK, and Red Lobster raising prices on something really popular. Get to all that coming up here in KMBZ. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.